0: Greetings and salutations. This is Jeff here with our ZBcast, and tonight we have a very exciting conversation topic that I'm guessing our listeners will have some differing views on. We're going to talk a little bit about music.
1: Ooh.
0: Yeah, that's right. Uh, We're going to talk about contemporary Christian music. We're going to talk about um, worldly music. We're going to talk about hymns. We're going to talk about all these things in order to kind of uh, get just to some different perspectives. And with me today, I have...
2: David. Aaron.
1: And John.
0: And so we we're gonna try in today tonight's episode to kind of switch things up on occasion. So you might find that Aaron might be taking uh, one point of view, and then he's just gonna completely switch and have a completely different angle. Um, and so we are gonna we're gonna try that. We call that our Captain Contrary. And so it's when we just kind of take another view. I don't I, I never have liked the term um, Devil's Advocate because I don't really ever want to be the Devil's Advocate. So I'd rather be Captain Contrary at times. So we you'll find us maybe switching up our point of views. And I'm
3: gonna start. Go oh, away. Wait. wait. First, we need to give credit where credit is due. Several months ago, during our ZB picks, Aaron recommended Ender's Ender's Game. Ender's Game. I just read that. It is a very good book. You enjoyed it? Yes, it's very good. It's very you'll good. find you'll find it's, that it's it's one of those books that's. That I've been Like Aaron
0: Aaron always has said That it's one he reads Every year almost And having read it twice now I, I can see it very much Being one that I enjoyed it the second time Just as much If not more Than I did the first time
3: Yeah I, It's it's a little gritty In some parts But I thought It was a good book It's a good sci-fi book
2: Well and the, the interesting thing Is the ones that follow Are very different From the first And you'll find You probably won't enjoy them Until the second time through Okay <laughs>
1: In that same episode, Jeff actually recommended a book called "Greater Than Yourself" by Steve Farber, and I have read that book, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. it that's a
2: great book. I did too.
1: That book gave me a different perspective on leadership than what I've ever really given much thought to before.
2: And so, and
0: we're actually we're planning in the future to have um, an episode, or a episode, or part of one, devoted to that book. Um, at least some some segments, just because it's there's some concepts in there that I think. Um, all ministers and all church members really could benefit from but that kind of that distracts us from the task at hand <laughs>
3: no 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 there's one more hold one, on one. hold on before we continue one more thing we have to revisit you guys remember in the halloween episode the movie house it is on netflix <laughs> so one night i was uh, just doing uh, i was actually paying bills and i thought i'm gonna see if this crazy movie's online it's the one where uh a married couple is struggling with their marriage and they get stuck inside a house and chased around by a tin man. But you, you do recall us talking about mm-hmm. that. Okay. Objectively, it's not it's not a very good movie. It was shot all right. There were some cheesy, cheesy effects. Uh, I thought the pacing wasn't very good. It was a little bit contrived. There wasn't a whole lot of backstory as to why these people were doing what they were doing. Uh, For instance, as the movie started, you see a man attacking a woman in a house with a shotgun, but you really don't know why, and it never explains it. And if it does, it doesn't do it very well. So I won't go any more to it, but subjectively, the movie was abysmal. I would not recommend it to anybody. It was just, it's not because it didn't have a good message or anything like that. It was just lame. I would definitely say it was a straight-to-DVD. It's the type of movie you'd see on sci-fi. Where their production values are very low.
1: So out of four, how many Jesus fish would you give it? Maybe a half. Or how many ZB points? I don't know what our rating system should be. It
2: needs to be it needs to be seven, which is five loaves and two fishes. Five loaves. <laughs> i give it a half loaf, yeah. maybe and a quarter fish. of a fish. <laughs>
3: uh, okay, I, I would give it yeah, I'd give it a loaf, which would translate to if it's on and there's nothing else. Then maybe have it on in the background for noise, but definitely don't go pay money to see it.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. A little bit ago, we, um, we, we flipped a pencil to determine what, which positions we're going to start off taking tonight talking about music. And to begin with, um, we're just going to ask the question, uh, what, is your, what is your favorite um, song? Uh, we'll start with the question, what is your favorite song? David, what's your favorite song? There's a new song out right now
1: by Toby Mack. City um, on Our Knees? City on Our Knees. Not that I listen to that, but City on Your Knees? Sit on Our Knees. It's, it's out. It, it really asks the question kind of repeatedly throughout the song of why not us? Why not now? And, and I, I think that question just reverberates in my life of, you know, if, if I profess to be a Christian, I will do all these things. And why not now? Why shouldn't I dedicate my life now? And that song really speaks to my life. And, and I'm, that right now is the number one song on my playlist.
2: Mr. Rhodes there's a song called Saints and I'm trying to find the artist and goodness sakes I have listened to that over and over and over uh, I can't find the artist right now but it's really an addicting song um, from a message point of view it uh, just really uh, endorses um, getting involved getting getting active and it, basically the 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 Wait, chorus. Getting
3: involved with what?
2: Um, being a witness and, and doing God's work here on earth. What? And the mes- message is, when the saints go marching in, I want to be in their number.
1: What what genre of music is, is it? Like,
0: oh, when the saints go marching in, that it, one? It's
2: roughly based on that saints song, yes. It it's not like like that, that it's not that song, but it's oh, roughly based on that
0: song. To be in their number, when the saints go marching
1: in. It was
2: certainly, it was certainly based on that song, That's but nice it isn't song. that song.
1: Is it? I I don't know that Jeff helped with the answer to that question. Is that like a contemporary Christian song or like a gospel
2: song or is that a hymn? Um, it might hymn. be considered contemporary Christian. Yeah. Okay. All right, John. What's what's your what's your favorite song right now?
3: I don't know. I listen to so much music. I really don't have a favorite song. I don't even know if I have a favorite anthem uh, or a favorite band. I can tell you what I've been listening to lately.
2: Uh, oh. Uh, it's Sarah Groves. When the Saints, Sarah oh, Groves. Okay. I think I've heard that one.
0: Give you a little time there, a little reprieve, John. Uh, I yeah. still you, you, you don't have to answer.
3: Here, why don't you go? First, okay, then, um, well, I
0: think uh, there's. I I I, um, I like all music, and the position I'm going to be taking to begin with is going to be an all music position. Um, but I <laughs> spoiler alert, spoiler true, spoiler <laughs> alert. Um, but I I still. Um, my my favorite song is the old path. I can't. I, I, there's no two ways about it. I probably probably my favorite. Um, I like that song a lot, but probably I like the version that uh, my good friend Tom Mitchell sings. I don't know if any of you have heard that before, but it's um, it's amazing. I mean, it's mostly it's mostly the he has he has a,
1: another verse, an additional verse that I really like. Maybe but. we could get his permission to include that in. Maybe we could. This podcast I don't right think now. not he has recorded yet. Oh, never mind. He has,
0: he, has, he has. That's going to be on his next album, I believe. Okay. But he does not record Last I Heard. And so, but it's, the plans are to record it. But that's my, that's my favorite song, is The Little Path.
3: Well, I don't, I don't really have a favorite song that I can think of, but I do know what I've been listening to lately. There is an independent band called Anathalo. Let's see, how would you describe them? Uh, well, they're. Something you,
0: that the three of us wouldn't listen to?
3: You might. Anyway, they released an album where they recorded a bunch of hymns. I, I have no do you know, they're not really classified as contemporary Christian or anything like that. They probably play secular music, but they did release a, a short EP of hymns. And for those of you that don't know what EP is, that stands for extended play, so that's usually four to six songs.
1: I, I love it when people remake hymns, jazz them up a little bit, yeah. give their own flavor to it.
0: All right, so we're going to talk a little bit about um what music we as saints should listen to and um I, i'm, I'm going to open up with a position of um i don't think there should be any really restrictions on what we listen to i think all music has some parts and pieces that we might use um there's just a lot of a lot of good songs out there a lot of good things to listen to anybody have any uh what, what do you think aaron
2: i'm going to start with the position that as saints we should uh listen to uh, christian music that was created today. We we often call that contemporary Christian music, but it should be it should be relevant and it should be uh, recent.
0: And So why 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 not? I mean, so are you saying that the hymns aren't aren't valid anymore? Or?
2: Um, I would say that for the same reason that we don't wear uh, togas anymore, um, we've we've adapted. We've taken you know the current styles, the current um, fashions, so to speak. We don't go excessive with them, but we take what is current. Uh, and we give that as glory to God and put uh, God's touch on it. And so do the same with, with music. It becomes contemporary Christian music. I disagree. All right.
3: I think, since I'm representing the side where hymns are only good, I think Aaron's response is a knee-jerk, a knee-jerk response <laughs> predicated on his age.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Me being so much younger than you,
3: John. He, he just doesn't like to do things the old way. He thinks things should be done the, the new way. I think that hymns are great. In fact, I think we should sing them in the original German or Italian or even Latin. That, that's my stance. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I
2: thought we were supposed to be semi serious about our positions. <laughs>
1: Maybe we should have people take positions they actually somewhat agree with. David, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I, I Since I don't really have a position, I'm, I, I think I lean towards Aaron's argument. I, I think Aaron made a good point that you know, being a Christian... <laughs> <laughs> I call you a Pharisee. Uh, I think being a Christian is much more than just following a set of rules and, and being able to call yourself a Christian just because you follow a set of rules. But being a Christian is living a life in the society that we live in. And, and taking that gospel message and taking being a Christian and applying it to... To, to our culture and, and where we find ourselves in this day and age. And part of that is the music, the genres of music we listen to today. And so why shouldn't it be something that that we we, we encourage and, and listen to artists these days that, that take their lives and what it's like to be a Christian in the 21st century and put that to music? And I'm not saying that hymns are bad, but we don't get that 21st century uh, perspective from hymns that were written in the 1800s.
2: So, so then would you argue that there should be Christian rap and Christian headbanger music and Christian whatever else, or only con- Christian contemporary.
3: Well, I know when I die, I am going to be singing "Near My God to Thee."
2: And yeah, I'm. Shut I- it. Uh- <laughs> Case
1: closed. We're done. No, done. <laughs> I-, I think that um, for me, music that ministers to me is music that I can understand. Like the word, I need to be able to understand the words, and that that rules out a certain number of songs if if they're not.
3: So you're talking about metalcore?
1: Probably so. And and also, um, if, it's just my personal preference, and and I can't say what's right around for everybody else. But music that ministers to me has to come to a tune and a beat that's that's that meets my personal preferences. And so I don't know how to put that into a a, a box or a set of rules that say this kind of music's okay, this kind of music's not. But for me personally, there are certain types of music that that don't that I don't enjoy and don't mean a lot to me. Or um, I, I'm not real sure how to express what I'm saying, other than to say that. To me, it's a preference thing.
0: Like I said, I think any music is okay. I think that's um, all fine and good. Let's go ahead and
1: pull a switch. So Hold I'd on. Like, I'd, I'd like for you to enumerate on that just a well, little bit longer. I, I think that... Rock, I mean, metal, the, rap the, well, the is...
0: I, I, like, I think a lot of times, um, when, I do, when, I, when, I, when I have listened to contemporary Christian music, there's a lot of times, for instance, where it's hard to tell whether they're singing about Jesus or about someone they're in love with um, in, in a more... In a different sense than we'd be. In Wouldn't love it with
2: be Jesus. just assumed they're in love with Jesus? No, like, like yeah, it could yeah, be, yeah.
0: But, but I mean, in the same token, I mean, you can listen to a lot of secular songs, and if you just switch what you're thinking of, it could very easily sound like it's a contemporary Christian song, um, versus talking about their significant other. I mean, there's a lot of times where there's where there's really no doctrinal things going on it's strictly i love you or um when i think about you or you fulfill me or blah 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 i mean a lot of contemporary christian music is so hollow it has no real meaning whatsoever it's just it, it's just mumbo
3: jumbo well, what about i will be here by stephen Cruz Chapman? Uh,
0: well th- i'm not saying that it's all mumbo jumbo but I, th- I think some of it i mean it, that that very easily that, that song for how many weddings have been had that sung there that's true and, and so are like I mean I don't think they're talking about Jesus being there so, I don't think
2: so. so you're arguing then that there's some death metal music out there that's actually appropriate to listen to
0: I, I, I don't listen to a whole lot of death metal myself I think you're picking on an extreme but I think there very well could be
2: well but part of the argument I mean the whole point of taking a stance is to say if we take this to the extreme it still kind of holds up so yeah,
0: I, well then I would I would I would say that there is um Certainly um, would
3: be metal music that
0: would be acceptable. I listen um, to a lot of metal.
3: and so I'll give a shout out to August Burns Red. People should check out their CD Constellations. It's a good one.
2: Never heard of them. <laughs> You're <fine. laughs>
3: A couple of weeks ago, I, got, I had the opportunity to go to Chicago
0: and go to the, a U2 concert. And I actually found I never I I honestly am probably one of the only people at the actually at the YouTube concert that owns no YouTube music whatsoever. I do not own one song of theirs on my iPod, on a CD, or anything. But I found that leaving there, I had I had a. a a degree of worship that i had been able to take part of i know that's not that might sound a little odd did you worship
3: them that, that I was must not, have been the contact I, high I, I,
0: I was not I was, it was it had nothing to do with worshiping them but um they talked a lot about service they talked a lot about a lot of a lot of things that were um greater than themselves to to kick back to to steal from the title of the book i enjoy um there, there were some songs that were sung that i thought um had some elements of worship. Uh, I've, I've I've actually felt more worshipful there than I remember. I went to a I think it was a Whiteheart. Is that an old Christian rock band? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember going to a Whiteheart concert and walking out because I thought it was it seemed um, borderline Lame. sinful. <laughs> well, that uh, I mean, I, it was just not did not seem worshipful at all. And so, just saying something that's contemporary Christian, I don't think necessarily means anything. I think um, so much of it is hollow.
1: I think there are some people that that. Would say that the music, if it if it doesn't have the name of Jesus, or if it doesn't say Christ, in it, or if it doesn't explicitly uh, talk about Christian values, then it, there's no value in that song. And I would disagree. You know, I, I think that love is an emotion that we have in this world. And so why shouldn't there be songs about love? And, so and some, lust. Should we have songs about lust? Well, it, is, I'm, is love a bad thing? Is love something is that the Bible... a bad thing? Well, yeah. I think the Bible speaks against lust. <laughs> But I mean, they're, they're just... Crack a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> there are songs that, that, that artists write just about their experiences in life, their childhood
2: experiences or their experiences with their family or, or, or work. I mean, it's just... So it, So you're saying that a song about like sunshine on my shoulder... Makes me happy? Makes me happy. That's just a pretty neutral song you're saying to be okay. Yeah,
1: I don't see any reason that we shouldn't be able to listen to that kind of music. And
0: so would you say, what is it, what is it that makes a song good or bad? Is it the words? Is it the rhythm is it the tune what what is it or is it the singer the person who sing it or the author so let's okay. pull a
2: switch let's let's continue down that path and let's pull a switch
1: so who's taking over the hymns i'll take the hymns yeah. hymns only hymns only
3: if not i'll take it you can go ahead and take it for
1: now you want it i'll take it later okay
0: all right so so which side am i taking pick a side
1: pick you pick this time since okay. you got stuck I'll, with some i'll be
0: the wild card <laughs> all right uh, so it's okay so what, so is what is do it? you
1: know um, you're what he was. What were you?
0: I'll, I'll be contemporary Christian is the way.
1: And that makes you...
0: All music? All music.
1: So but you're only contemporary I'm Christian. Only tr- 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 and and tri- I'm only him. i okay. contemporary
0: Christian man. Okay. And so, I'm asking the question, what is it that makes a song Christian or not Christian? Because we've already, we've kind of wait, talked wait,
2: wait, about... Not Christian, or, not Christian, it's good or bad.
0: Okay, good or bad. Well, that's good. Thank you for clarifying. What, may, what is it that makes a song good or bad? Is it the author? Is it the tune? Is it the words? Is it um, the rhythm, the beat? Uh, what is it What is it that inherently makes a song good or bad, or glorifies
3: God, or doesn't glorify God? I'd say none of the above, because it is mostly aesthetic. I mean, if we take a look at, say, Stravinsky, Rites of Spring, you listen to it now, not that bad, but back in the day when it was debuted, it caused a riot, because the audience found it as an assault on their ears.
2: So you're saying it's subjective?
3: Yes. When we get into music, uh, acting, books, whatever, a lot of it is going to be subjective. What some people can find ministry and others are going to think is garbage. Like I, I don't know that I would necessarily get a whole lot of witness out of, out of listening to Christian rap. I might if I took the time to find it but off the top of my head and a lot of what from what I've seen in rap Christian rap music videos it still seems to be centered around glorifying a personal image that people are still wearing a lot of name brand clothes a lot of jewelry I mean even if they're talking about their experiences I I don't know I I just find I find the image and the words at odds with each other
0: and see I found that um in my in my experience I find that the the lyrics in at least several of the Christian rap artists that I listen to or have listened to, I find that their lyrics have a whole lot more depth than a lot of mainstream contemporary Christian music. Uh, oftentimes it's just kind of it's all light and fluffy, I love you Lord stuff that's that i mean it's not bad it just has no meat to it versus, versus a lot of the um the Christian rap I listen to i mean there's some theological and doctrinal things that are discussed um, and some angles on things that take a little bit more thought than just i mean singing I love you Lord ten times in a row
3: see and I feel the same way praise music in and of itself it it doesn't do a whole lot for me in so much that it doesn't help me with my day-to-day choices. It's like, okay, so, so we do sing, I love you, Lord. How does that help me the other six days of the week other than the fact that, yes, we should praise God? And, and so I think it's much easier for people to identify with those that would, would, would branch outside of, of worship and praise music that start dealing with day-to-day issues, uh, personal issues, even, you know, we talked about it earlier. Even dealing with lust, I mean that—that's a difficult, uh, difficult thing. There is a, there is a band that, that dealt with it, and I'm trying to decide who, who they are. I don't know if it's Devil, the Devil Wears product. Who's
2: that uh, that boys band, that Mormon boys band?
3: Oh, um,
0: <laughs> David, you know what it is. I, I, Sons, of Provo. Sons, of Provo. Sons of
2: Provo. Sons of Provo. Yes, shout out to Sons um, of Provo. Sons dealing with Sons lust of
0: Provo has, a, has a variety <laughs> of songs that are entertaining. Um, but I'm still waiting for, to hear from David as far as what, what constitutes good or bad music. What is it that makes it good or bad?
1: I think that the measure of a, a song is whether it's good or bad is, is equally the, the lyrics and the music that's involved. I, I think that as far as the lyrics go, I, I think the argument's pretty clear that life is, is way too short to be spending our time on frivolous topics. And so if, if the words don't edify and, and uplift God and draw us closer to him, then, then what's the purpose of it? And and I would quote Arthur Oakman saying that, you know, the only thing worth worth dedicating our lives to these days is the kingdom of God. And so I think that our music would fall into that. And anything that doesn't draw us closer to the kingdom is not worth our time. As far as the as far as the music goes, I would say that that's equally as important because especially with our youth these days, if we tell them that contemporary Christian music's okay, and, and they go out and they find these beats and rhythms and music that, that they really might not even understand the words. What's to keep them from drifting into the mainstream music and then continue to drifting further away from that, even maybe into something that's anti-Christian because the beat and the music is something that they enjoy. But I think a safe spot to be is with the hymns. They, they've always been with us. They've always directed people towards God, and they've been used for centuries successfully uh, as a mode of worship. And what part of our lives should not be worship?
2: Well, I think there are many parts of our lives that don't have to be expressly worshipped. And I think that music, my new stance, all forms of music are are acceptable to God, uh, as long as they fall within His parameters of um, being good or evil. And I say that those parameters are the same that apply to our lives. So whether I'm an artist, or whether I'm a, a heavy machine worker, or no matter what I do, every expression of my life becomes a measure of good and evil. In the way that I do it. So I don't have to go to my job and preach every day in order to be considered good. I can live a good life and, and let God's spirit live through me. And sometimes that'll be vocalizing doctrine. And sometimes that won't be vocalizing doctrine. But nevertheless, I can still be a good person.
3: Well wait, wait. Let, let's atomize that really quick. So you say every aspect of your life. How do you sleep, good or bad?
2: I'll tell you if uh, if my son is crying, I sleep bad.
3: How do you go to the bathroom, good or bad?
1: Oh, like, this is a family-friendly podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to pass on that <laughs> one.
3: <laughs> but I was just, you know, when you say all things, I mean, we, we shouldn't discount the things that we do automatically either. Uh, should we?
2: I, like breathing, good and bad. Are you saying, or I, I'm saying that I'm saying that when I go shop. For groceries, Mm -hmm. Um, I can be a good person or a bad person. But I don't have to um, pay with a check that has a scripture verse written on it to be good.
3: As opposed to just stealing the food.
2: Right. If I don't steal the food, I'm being good. If I pay for it, I'm being good. Um, But I could be bad by paying for it if I do it with a bad attitude. And so I would argue that if um, you are living uh, good uh, Christ values... That um, you are on the good side, and if you're living bad values, then you're on the bad side. And music falls in that same way. Whether it's quote-unquote Christian, whether it's even a hymn, if it's um, endorsing good behavior, then it's good. And if it's endorsing bad behavior, it's bad.
1: One thing I've seen, or I, I failed to see tonight, is anybody give that defining line of what, where, where can we very clearly define good music from bad music? And in, in the absence of that defining spot, why would we not encourage Christians to make sure that you're in that safe spot and listen exclusively to hymns?
0: Well, I, well I will, I will, I'm going to play a little Captain Contrarian real quick. Um, many of the hymns, their tunes started off as, um, as bar songs. And so the people coming to church would have, a, would have this tune in their head from the bar and, or from the pub, and they would bring that to church, and they would make some new words for it. Um so less that I mean that to me if anything, that would be at the time those hymns were contemporary christian music
2: i'm going to, I'm gonna take a new position that really we should boycott all hymns because they originated in a, a very secular, sinful place, and even though we've attributed good words to them, uh, the tunes are still sinful because of their origins. Not all tunes. No, no, not all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I
1: said yeah. like some tunes. Can you contextualize <laughs> that for me? Let's say, let me say this. You guys can talk about the origins of these songs, but for the entirety of your lives, for your parents' lives, your grandparents' lives, and maybe even their parents' lives, these tunes have been associated with worship. And, and, and in our society, when, when we think of those tunes, we think of worship. So I, in our lives, those hymns draw us back to our worship experiences, regardless of their origins, because that doesn't mean anything to me. There are, there it are, might have there affected are. it might have affected the people that lived in the day in which they be, became worship songs. There's, but there is nobody today that would argue that those are not. There are still there. Are, I, it's
0: in the Gray Hymnal. I think it's five eighty two. Louise um, the blue. Okay, it's it's (laughs) um, it's, uh, in these latter days uh, with songs of praise. Mm -hmm. That's a Hawaiian tune. It was a Hawaiian tune, and when I hear that tune, I still want to sing Aloha Oi (laughs) as I'm as I'm listening to the chorus. And so, so that. Pretty much kills your argument that none of the hymns we listen to now. We, I mean, that, that's still. I mean, I still have something else that goes through my brain. So it's that. a
1: Hawaiian worship song. It doesn't. It, well, it's it not a. It's, long it's long not long long. a Hawaiian bar song that <laughs> you know of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you don't know the worship. You've song. got the burden of proof.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <We didn't laughs> think think the, all the songs that rip off uh, "Joyful, Joyful, We Adore Thee." Yeah. They replace those words, and I still think of "Joyful, Joyful, We Adore
2: Thee." But the, the point is, we're, we should become students of history, or else we're doomed to repeat history. And so, if by looking back, if we can see very. Clearly, where these originated, then we have knowledge, and we can't discount that knowledge. Well, where and did they so, come from? <laughs> well, some came from very low origins. They came from sinful origins, and
3: such as bars. Which ones? But he already talked about you, bars. I'm yeah.
2: not. Uh, switch.
1: Switch. Which, Which ones?
2: I'm not. I'm not going to
1: generate Jeff. It. Jeff pulls convenient <laughs> switches. <laughs> talking about getting out while the getting's good.
2: <laughs> Amazing my Grace, I for made example. My hit and leave.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, that came out of slavery. But
2: so, but, but my point is, and that... he,
0: still, he still traded slaves for years after that. He did not write that song, and he was like scot free of slavery.
3: Yeah, that's it's... not the way the movie portrays. <laughs> yeah.
2: But, but my point is, we um, we desecrate our worship services by including these, especially when we have knowledge, and even without knowledge, uh, it it's incumbent upon us to know and to go research these things out so that we do not desecrate our services by including these in our, in our worship services. It's a so strong word. That's huge. Strong That's word.
1: That's great. So uh,
3: how do you feel about butterfly kisses? Uh, uh,
2: well, right now I would say that it's actually a good, uh, with right my current now. position. Right now. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, I, I did, I said a second switch, didn't I? <laughs> so I'm, um, I'm <laughs> opposed to am opposed to hymns. I would say that um, by the same standard we shouldn't um, include butterfly kisses in worship because uh, of the origin. It was I like
3: butterfly kisses with bedtime prayers. Are their prayers too though. Does it say?
1: I think it's pretty I think it's pretty implicit. Actually actually I think that it's not implicit at this moment because I think that it's incorrect because that's not a hymn. <laughs> that does not draw I mean, you to worship.
3: For all I know those prayers could be to the great god Cthulhu we don't know not until they say interesting point
0: i, I it, for can, me
1: I, i'm gonna switch up again can i switch to then this is killing me <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah you can switch there we go. thank Just you pick whatever topic <laughs> okay all right <laughs> well, so here you, you say what you are because the like i'm kind of confused now as to who's doing what and no doubt our audience <coughs> is so so let's go ahead and reset who's doing what now
1: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take... Well, let's just take closer to our own actual opinions. Okay. Well, that that may not be as much fun because do we even want to... I'm going to take him only. Opinions?
3: Fine, you take him's only.
1: Okay. I won't... I won't... I won't... I kind of did all things. I'll do con- Contemporary Christian because in my okay. wild card I kind of took all things. All right.
0: You'll have to guess what I'm taking.
1: Okay.
3: Shouldn't well...
0: Not. Oh, my God. Let's, to me... I, I mean, this is going to take a second to explain. To me, music is like... Um, a nourishment for your brain. Uh, just like food is a nourishment for our body, I think music is a nourishment for our brain. And there is music that will help your brain and help your um, emotional state prosper. There's music that will um, make it struggle. And so when I, I know when I listen to music, especially if I ever listen, if I ever hear like a, uh, a song that's not good, there's a lot of times I can never get that out. I can never get those words. If I hear that tune, I know what words are coming up, and they will play in my brain whether or not I want them to. Um, and they might be bad words that are playing in my brain because I've heard that song, I've heard those words, I've heard that message, and that's rolling in my brain. And there's nothing I can do to get that out of my brain. And so that, 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 that's going to take me down a path that I don't really necessarily want to, uh, but that, that song has been, it has a toehold in my brain and in my, my soul. Like Return to
3: Innocence by... Enigma, I don't know that so Oh, you'd know it if you heard it. <laughs> okay, I have no idea.
2: Well, in a, in a similar vein, I um, yeah, I'm I would endorse that we uh, include Christ, uh, hymns in our worship's and, and only hymns. And my position is really just an experience I had with the Lord on this subject. Um, I, I had a several hour drive with a friend. Um, Actually, I call her my sister, um, Paula Johnson. We had a several-hour drive down to Texas, and we talked about music for a long, long time. And I expressed to her uh, my heartfelt feeling at the time uh, that I just really disliked hymns so that I, I could listen to him and but in general, I never got any enjoyment out of them. And uh, so we talked about that. And when we got home, I, it was like a couple days later, and I was sitting down. I, I just had this desire come over me to start playing. And so I sat down, I pulled out some... Some uh, upbeat music that I wanted to play, and it, I just could—I couldn't even get two bars out. And suddenly, I just—I knew that I had to go pick up a hymn, and I picked up a hymn, and a peace came over my soul like I've not experienced in years. And I, I, I was—I was wondering where where did this come from? And as I asked that question, it was like the Lord impressed on me that she had been praying for me because of my distaste for hymns at the time, and. He awakened and rekindled in me an appreciation for hymns, and I would say that if if God felt uh, strongly enough about it that He would answer her prayer and and kindle that love for hymns in my heart that I think those are the ones we should include in our shows
0: i I think that's a good point and while i I enjoy um, contemporary Christian music, I think it's really it's really dangerous to say, well, just because it's contemporary music contemporary Christian music or it's on. Um, KLJC or KLO for those of you who live around here. Just because it's on there, that means it's good. I think sometimes we tend to we, we like to gloss that that's everything that's there is fine. And I know there's a couple times where I'm listening to a hymn, and I th- or not to a hymn, but to a, a contemporary Christian piece of music, and I think, well, there's some there's some phrases in there that I think are contrary to the gospel. Um, some things in there, then, but yet it's on a Christian music station, and so it must be okay. Um, and so I think it's dangerous just to kind of. Just put your filter to the side and not use it. Mm-hmm. I know there's a, there's a song out that it's it's appealing aesthetically to me, but there's some phrases, and I, I don't know what you guys think of it. That they kind of that I object to a bit. Uh, one is is um, perfection is my enemy, and uh, there's a couple. There's one I can't think of right now that really there's some phrases in there I don't like. I think Dave and I have talked about this before.
1: That um, one's by Francesca Battistelli.
0: But yeah, and it's like perfection <laughs> is my enemy, and it's I mean it's aesthetically very pleasing, but I'm not sure if I. In, embrace the idea that perfection is my enemy. And I know what she was trying to say.
1: Um,
3: so what is she trying to say by that statement?
0: Well, I see, I think she's... Trying, I, I've never heard the song. Well,
3: I, I so. think she's trying I think she's trying to say that perfection is very hard, but it's something she's working towards.
1: And, That's, the, and the, the failure to reach perfection keeps her from striving to do good. You know what I mean? It's like, since I know I'll never be perfect, I keep I keep letting myself down. I keep letting God down. In that sense, perfection is her enemy.
0: Uh-huh. But we were commanded to be perfect, even as our father in heaven is perfect. And so that phrase, just alone it takes a lot of contextualization for it to make sense. And so I don't really like that phrase. Um, and was another song by, um, whoever St. James, what's her name? Something, Rebecca St. Rebecca St. James. James. And it's, I mean, it's the title is God. And it's like, I mean, it, she like practically shouts the, like, god's name like five or six times in it and i just find it i mean i just find it an assault on my senses just to hear i mean the way she is just singing it so loud and so abruptly it's not worshipful to me it's offensive to my Mm -hmm. to my senses to hear but yet it's quote-unquote contemporary christian music and so some will say that's all it's all it's all good
1: we we preach we preach a lot of personal responsibility in our church you know don't do something because you don't believe something because your pastor tells you don't believe something because somebody else tells you don't don't rely upon the prophet don't rely upon others to do things for you make your Christian walk your personal responsibility. And so why shouldn't we expect the same of people? And if a song to them is edifying and they've made that decision that a song is edifying to them, why should we condemn them for listening to it? You know, I mean, it, it, at what point do we give people the leeway to say it is your Christian walk and it, it is up to you and we we respect the fact that you have made a decision that this song brings you closer to God. It may not minister to me, but it may minister to you.
2: But that doesn't mean we should include it in our worship services. No, I'm not I
1: saying say include it in worship services, but for personal worship, personal free time.
2: Well, I, I, And I think that w- in our worship services, we shouldn't take the the chance of including false doctrine uh, by including, you know, Francesco Battistelli or whomever. Maybe they had good intentions, and maybe if you put the right spin on it, you can get th- uh, close to the right doctrine. But there should be no ambiguity in our doctrine, in our services, I, I would agree. I, well, I would agree. I know, I'm not trying to argue that. I know
0: that there were um, in a version of the hymnal that um, some different churches use. Um, I won't get too specific. Um, there's some rewrites of some hymns that where people like tweak some words to make them suit their needs at the time. I know. And um, I remember, like at, at a congregation I used to go to, um, pretty much the entire congregation would. Sing it the way that wasn't even the hymnal that we were using because it was doctrinally incorrect the way that it had been changed. Yeah, um, and That's so called freestyle. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, the whole congregation went freestyle together, and so um, and so just because it's in the hymnal or in a hymnal doesn't mean it's necessarily good. So are there any anybody we've, we've, we 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 you didn't ask about me about mine? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> right. well,
3: I actually have a little bit different take on music. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I did study music in, in college. I got a degree in it. I look at music very differently than just... I don't just reduce it to lyrics or to the music itself. I really, I really break it down as to, you know, how was this thing crafted? What direction is, is it? does the song have? Does the piece have? I look at albums to entirety. I'll also listen to a lot of in, uh, instrumental music where they don't even include lyrics. So where does that stand on Christian, non-Christian? I mean... We can pick classical music, like Holst, and he wrote The Planets. <coughs> Do you, you guys know what that's about? <coughs> uh, we, 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 I, but you know it's about astrology.
0: Yeah, I actually, uh, when I was in high school, band we, we played Jupiter, I think it was. And so I, I actually own The Planets, and some of them I don't really enjoy, but there's a couple yeah. of them I really enjoy.
3: And Mars is pretty popular, and I think Jupiter's pretty popular. But yeah, I mean, it the plan is just about astrology.
2: Does anybody want to take the stance that there should be no accompaniment; it should be all acapella? oh a
1: little, a little uh, primitive Baptist stance?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: or
0: or the, what, what's the? What? There's some churches that don't have music at all at worship. That's what I'm talking. Yeah, about. I think yeah. that's
2: primitive Baptist. Well, then no, they don't even
0: sing. There's like no Church of
2: God is that way too, isn't it? I don't know. there's like no music. Yeah, or there's
0: can, spoken... no
1: Sunday school, no no music.
3: But but anyway, so I take a look at to so I take a look at the song structure. One thing that I find. I, get, I don't know if it's really a ministry to me, but when I look at hymns, I actually look at the way that the music is written. I look at the chord, chords that they use, how they make the resolutions at the end, whether it's conclusive or inconclusive.
2: That, uh music theory.
3: Yeah, I mean, it, it basically revolves around music theory. So that's what makes songs interesting to me. Uh, also, the skill level that it takes to play it. I mean, all you guys can surely attest to it's, even, even if you see a kid's game that, that was played well, a kid's football game, you would still rather watch a good NFL game because professionals are doing that. So I feel the same way about music. You know, mainstream music and contemporary Christian music, it doesn't do a whole lot for me because I know that there's, there's a whole swath of people that can write that. And so it's just like, well, it's not that it's a bad song, it just doesn't do anything for me. I I get much more enjoyment out of those things to highly skilled musicians play.
2: But wouldn't you argue that part of a worship service is participation from branch members and if it's too skilled a piece in order to be played by uh, the average member, that we're actually excluding participation of our membership in glorifying God by giving music if we include contemporary Christian music.
3: Well, yes. And on two different levels, that is true. Because on we were talking about my personal taste if we talk about music for the whole then anything that you do that incorporates an audience i think you should make it as easy as possible to to get as many people involved as you can so yes for the sake of worship i'm cool with you know guitar chords and clapping hands that's fine it it, it just depends on what it is
0: i think something that you you kind of touched on that i think is interesting is we have just within the last probably 60 years come to the place where individuals or groups and their performances of a piece have overridden the authorship and the production and the creation of the piece. Because you think, we, when, we, when we think back to, say, the 1700s, name the five greatest performers. Uh, performers. Not the five greatest authors. authors composers. Composers. I mean, we don't, we don't, I mean, we, those, those people are people we don't even know. Because they didn't have radio. They didn't have TV. They weren't watching MTV to see who was doing what. They had a composer who wrote right down his music. They would send it to different orchestras throughout the continent or throughout the world.
3: And and, not not even that, vocal pieces. They're there because like, uh, who's it? J.S. Bach. He was, he was hired by people to write music all day. And a lot of times they were just church vocal music.
0: And so, and so I think we've changed when we, thought, when we think about quality music, because you, you touched on how you, th- I mean, you'd rather hear, you'd, hear, you'd rather hear a skilled performer, or a skilled artist. I think mm-hmm. you, said something, you said something to that effect. And I think it's interesting because 100 years ago, we didn't have that option. Mm-hmm. Our option was well, well-written music versus not well-written music, because you're going to have just your local schmucks singing it um, most <laughs> of the time. And it was going to be whether or not it was a good piece of music <laughs> versus whether it's a good performer, because you're going to hear the same performers every time.
3: Well, I guess what I would where I really stand on it is that the the greatest testimony that you can give of God is for you to use the gifts that He gave you to the best of your abilities. So as as a musician, as I see other musicians, to see them take their their talents and gifts to such a degree, I think I think that is that is what is a witness to me that God can instill these talents in people that can just do these amazing and unspeakable things.
0: All right. Well, we hope you've enjoyed uh, listening to the second half of our discussion on music. Uh, we hope that it was something that brought you some enjoyment. Please feel free to uh, send us your comments and your questions about music. or Yeah, um, especially
1: if you agreed or disagreed uh, yeah, with something or, that was said tonight. Or
0: what part of us you agreed with and what time frame you agreed with us on because I think <laughs> right? we all took some very different opinions at different points in time. I know that um, I've been in classes where um, they've taught that all contemporary Christian music is evil. I've been at some that um, that, that talk about how all secular music is evil. I think there's it's something that you, no matter what music you're listening to, whether it's everything from um, secular to hymns and everything in between, I think the important part is that you're always you're always listening for what message is being portrayed. Um, what are they trying to share? And because you don't want to have things pass through without getting a little bit of a filter. And so hopefully you enjoyed our time together. Anybody else? I'll tell any closing thoughts. Okay,
2: Aaron. Thank you for listening. Until we are together at last, let us remain Zion-bound.